Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast. This is our sports podcast. This is episode 84. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we've got Tony Katz. Yes, we do. And the off-road Andy. Yeah, 84. Good number. 84. He was a good player. That's true. And uh, we're in here. Like you know. (laughs) Okay. We're in here uh, in the studio uh, on a Tuesday. We're uh, throwing back some margaritas. We just crushed a couple tacos. Margarita Tuesday, as they say. Yeah, you know how the saying is. Uh, But anyway, what do we? Why don't we dive right in with? Let's get some sports talking going. Right. Sports talk. I'd like to. Oh my God. Oh boy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) there goes whatever that was. What was that? <laughs> Tony dropped. Is that? Well, it's my entire beer. Oh boy! <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know about this one. Tony, can you see what's down there? So, my Andy, en- cut. We're gonna have to pause. Just go putt. My just entire go beer is. <laughs> okay, so folks, this whole beer just fell all over the studio under a chair. Who knows what kind of laptops are down there? Quick pause. Whoa, okay, so just a quick recap. So we are in here. We have some fresh drinks, and Tony uh, has a little accident with his uh, placement of the beer, and it kind of disappeared. It may have just gone into the wall. Belongs to the house now. <laughs> yeah, that was a tribute. That was crazy. I don't know, but we're back in action. Tony just cracked a fresh beer. Um, yeah, it's on the counter it safely now. Put it in a better spot this All time. All right, let's, uh, let's move forward, Now, if you we? do spill it, it will destroy some property. <laughs> yeah, big time. <clears throat> anyway. Before that all happened, uh, I wanted to talk about <laughs> the big blow-up for the Golden State Warriors. Last night, I was watching. Uh, I was able to catch the entire second half because I turned it on after the Monday Night Football game. Warriors and Clippers, you know, it's in our local area. It's on Fox Sports West, so we can we get to watch the game. And uh, the Warriors were down by like three at halftime. They go into the second half. They come out a little flat. Clippers looking good. I think I want to say uh, at one point the Clippers were up by as much as like 13 was, points. I think it was 14. 14. 14. And uh, anyway, fast forward about the last few minutes of the game. I want to say there was, what, four minutes left in the game. They were up by 12 or 13 or 11 or something 11. like that. I think it was 11. And I think it was 11. And the, Clip, and the Warriors went on an 11-0 run as only the Warriors could do. And they tied the game up. And that last two minutes of that game, Clippers looked lost on offense. And because uh, Warriors just put up the defensive uh, intensity. You had Green out there as a good defender, Iguodala, Durant, all these lengthy guys, physical guys, Thompson. And the Clippers just could not get comfortable in their offense. And uh, Lou Williams throws up a shot with about eight seconds left, falls up short. Looks like Durant's going to grab the rebound, but out of nowhere, Draymond Green basically grabs it right from him almost. And right when he got the rebound, Durant's clapping because, you know, he wants the ball because there was about six seconds left, and obviously Durant's plan would have been dribble up the court and probably pull up from three or do try to take it in a little bit and throw up some crazy jump shot. And Draymond Green instead decides to dribble and just starts dribbling like a maniac like there was – like two seconds left or something. He's like a fourth grader. Just it was. No it was exactly. Very, like it was something grader. you would see in an NJB league and be like, "What just happened?" And at one point, all four Clippers were covering him, and he just fumbles the ball, 
time expires. They go into overtime, and Durant was pissed off. Clay Thompson, if you always watch Clay Thompson's body language, he always just laughs like everything's just a giant yeah. joke. Like he just doesn't, like he couldn't believe what happened. But Durant's more of the emotional guy in this. So Durant started getting upset at him, and they started lashing a little bit at each other in the break before half before the overtime. And then, uh, long story short, Clippers ended up, Durant fouled out, like, pretty c- close into overtime. Lou Williams took over. Clippers ended up winning the game. Now, uh, after the game, apparently, there was a little scuffle in the locker Not scuffle, but verbal stuff going on in the locker room. And, uh, Andy, I think you told me this, is that it, apparently Draymond Green called Durant a bitch. That's what, that's what they said, and that's what they, the word he used. And I guess uh, A word another- that I think Kevin Durant has... Uh, heard and another uh thing that i guess came up was he started talking about durant's contract about where he's even going to be next year and stuff about how there's no he doesn't even want to be here next year type stuff so that of course got brought up so it just wasn't good and i guess it was bad enough to the point because i mean we only know what we know but because obviously i imagine this happened behind closed doors no media in there or anything and uh it was bad enough to the point where the team suspended draymond green for tonight's game with no pay so it was yeah. He basically got put on he was timeout for the night. Yeah. I think and, uh so with that team, Curry and Thompson being there, their leaders, their veterans, they've been there the longest. You can tell they're just passive guys. Like Steph Curry just wants to be like the like the friendly, nice guy and you know, Clay's like kind of out of it. So I don't think I've ever had a guy to really check Draymond and now with Durant Durant's you know, he's got a big personality, a big ego. Yeah. Um so he's actually going to talk. Like, I can't imagine Curry ever, like, actually getting in uh, Draymond's face and telling him, like, like that. He lost the finals. Draymond lost the finals because he lost his cool that year. Yeah. Like, that's he'll always have that black mark that's, like, it's really – it was his fault they lost the finals. So before all this ended up happening, I had texted Andy right after that crazy play by Draymond, and I even said, I was like, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if – you know, things start boiling up because Draymond Green doesn't look happy out there. He doesn't look yeah. comfortable. He doesn't look good. And then sure enough, later that night, all this ends up happening. And now he's suspended today. And it's just because when I remember watching the Warriors, it's like with Draymond Green's defense is always there. His intensity is always there. But he's he's at least sometimes a factor on offense. He can hit three-pointers. Yeah. He can drive in. He can make things happen. But last night, I didn't see him take one jump shot, let alone a three. And he was uh, when he would drive in every single time he drove in, Montrez Harrell just blocked the shit out of it. Yeah, like he, Shade blocked one of his shots. That yeah, he just it's almost like he's forcing things. He has no confidence right now. And like Andy said, I mean, Dray- whenever you think of the Warriors, you think of their scoring from Curry, from Thompson, from Durant. But Draymond Green's always their little energy guy and their defensive guy. And without him, things usually sometimes, you know, surprisingly don't go as well as you think. But uh, It'll be interesting to see where that goes going forward with the Warriors and stuff just because he doesn't seem happy, and now this is happening, and then, you know, Durant, where is he going to be in a year? I mean, I think this, if Warriors do win it this year, which I'm, they're the favorites to, but anything could happen, I feel like this could be the last championship for the Warriors for a little while, I'll say. I, I I'll think they're good, enough, say they're good enough that if any one of those top four is out, they're still the best team in the NBA. So... I mean, I, I know last night that they still lost even without Steph and that the record without Steph, they're like a little bit over 500. But I think if they actually did lose him and they knew they were going to be without him, they would figure out a way to still win the title. But I don't know. I think 
it does look bad for their long-term prospects uh, keeping Durant. But yeah. he kept signing those short, the short-term deals. Um, he could do like what LeBron did, where it's like I won my titles. I'm gonna go do something that I want to do. Where LeBron knew he was not gonna win the title this year, that, but he wanted to build something with the Lakers. That Durant has options. Um, the Clippers have room, and I don't know. Maybe he was impressed by the team last night. Uh, the other big team people are looking at the Knicks. That if any player can like go to the Knicks and kind of turn that franchise around, they'd be a hero because they've had such a rough stretch. Um, but like he's already won two Finals MVPs. He doesn't need to prove anything anymore. He could just go do what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. So we'll see. But uh, I, I'm rooting for it. Obviously, I want. I don't want the Warriors to win eight straight. Oh yeah, titles. I'd like. To, and I oh, honestly, yeah, I really up. do believe if the Warriors do win it this year, Durant will leave. Because that'll be his third ring, and it'll be one of those things like, okay, I don't, what, I don't need to be here anymore. Now let me go somewhere and sign long term and play there for the next five, six years. Yeah, and nobody's gonna care. Like if they, if they did, if they win again, and he resigns, and they win six straight titles or seven straight titles or whatever, no one's gonna care that like that's more than Jordan. Well, I think if Durant built the team like that, if Durant wins his third this year, I think Durant's gonna in his head be like, okay, I've won the championships. Now I want to go to a place and be the guy and focus now more on individual. Well, it was like Kyrie. Like, I remember we talked about it where it's like, why does Kyrie want to leave? I think it was like, he want, he had the game winning shot in game seven in the finals. There's nothing more you need to do anymore. Like yeah. you don't. So it go is, it's, play it's, for a team. It's like they always for. say the, de- the destin the travel is better than actually getting to like the destination or whatever. Yeah. The journey is better than the destination. There you go. So it's like, I think that happens with some guys. It's like that journey to win your first ring and stuff like that. And then once you get there, it's like, okay, it happened. Now what do I have to focus on? And I mean, everyone's different. There's some players out there that would like to win and their career knowing they won eight championships or something. But then there's some guys that are like, hey, let me win two or three and then just be the guy somewhere and have more individual stuff. And I think you do start to see that because we saw LeBron leave Cleveland to go to Miami, win some rings. Then he went back to Cleveland. One, and then now, like you said, he's on the Lakers. He's living in L.A. He knows he's probably going to get another good free agent or two in the next couple seasons and see what he can do there for the end of his career with some young guys and whatnot. And I could see uh, Duran doing the same thing if he wins his third this year. And even if he doesn't win this year, he'll still have two. I still think he goes elsewhere. I just, Especially now with this little yeah. blow-up stuff, I don't see him really staying in Golden State forever. Maybe if they blow up the whole team, I just don't see that happening. Because uh, Clay's also a free agent, and there's a lot of like rumblings that he would leave. I think watching him last night, he's developed so much as a player where I think he actually could be like a number one somewhere. I'm, I'm I not, still not sure. I think Clay should come to the Lakers. His dad played for he, the Lakers. He wouldn't be a number one. Yeah. Well, I know that, but I don't but think Clay watching, Thompson. That'd be when I look at Clay Thompson, though, I don't think he cares about being a number one. I think he enjoys yeah, being a two or three. And just dominating the way he does. I mean, sure, is he good enough to be a number one somewhere? Yeah, but I mean, if he was to be a number one somewhere, I think it would have to be a team that's not that great or on the rise. Like, if he were to go to, like, I don't even know, like, Dallas or something. or yeah. like I just like to see, because last night... Denver, he, even. He looked really good, like, getting open, where it's like, what is it, what is the team going to do when he's the focal point of a defense, which he has never had to be? So, career? this reminds me, actually, of a bet I took last year. The Sacramento Kings were playing the Golden State Warriors... And every all the stars were out except for Clay, and I said to myself, I'm like, okay, Clay Thompson's good being a two or three guy where he's not the main focus, and then he gets open and he hits his threes, he does this. I said, okay, you know what? Tonight he's the main focus. I think that actually 
might make the Warriors struggle. And I remember the uh, the Kings were getting like 11 that night or something. So not only did the Kings cover the 11 that night, the fuck, the Kings won that game straight up. Yeah. So that goes to show you that it's like little things like that where, you know, yeah. I just think he's happy being where he's at. I yeah, think I know he enjoys. The, so I don't think he'd mind going to a team like the at Lakers. At the end of the game, or, the Clippers put uh, Beverly on him. Yeah. Because Beverly's just, just like just a tough guy. Can't yeah, compete no. with height, but he's just annoying. So it's yeah. like I don't think Clay Clay's not a guy who's going to get to the rim, you know, against a good defender, but. Yep. Well, uh, shall we shift? There's one more NBA one, story. One more NBA story. And we missed it. I think it's – is this the end of Carmelo Anthony's career? Oh, yeah. So I, I almost brought this up in our uh, little pregame talk, but I didn't. So, I haven't, I've followed a, here and there. Has he been released from the Rockets he now? Has or? Not. It hasn't happened yet. But it's going to. And a lot of these NBA the players – The GM says no. He's like, oh, no, it's all rumors, but – a lot of these NBA players that have come out, like Dwayne Wade, even Steven Jackson posted some on his social media, are a little upset because they're saying how the Rockets are just blaming all this on Carmelo when they think there's more to the problem, and they're just using this as like a scapegoat pretty much. Like, yeah. oh, it's it's all Carmelo. Like, people, he just can't – people have trouble playing with him and stuff, and, like, there's people coming out saying, like, don't – like, he's not the problem. Like, you guys – No, I don't know he's, where, he's not the problem, but he hasn't been good either. Yeah, I know. He's – but it, it would just be sad – in my opinion, like, because Carmelo's, well, he's Le- Wade in LeBron's class, right? Yeah. So he's 33-ish? So I think he's 34. 34. And LeBron would be 33. And, like, so, this. that's right, because he was a younger. Yeah. So, yeah, let's say he's 34-ish. It's like, I feel like he still has at least, like, two, three years. He's got to go somewhere to just try he, to get a ring. He but, should, but it... I mean, I guess Houston... The last two years have been going to, like, good teams, and he can't figure out how to be whatever he needs to be. Like, you... you like uh, Paul Pearson's later career, that one year Paul Pierce had in Washington where he was just great. He was clearly like their seventh or eighth man, but like he knew how to make big shots. Yeah. And that really, he really, that was the best that team ever played that, you know, the, the wall beal wizards. Yeah. And you just think like can Car- Carmelo just can't figure out how to do that role. I don't know what it is. You would think like he's a good enough player that he could figure out how to still be effective. But yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't see where he's going to go. Like, guess i was talking about how bad that backup yeah. to durant was and go to golden state the thing is i don't think he'd mesh well at all in golden yeah. state i mean i don't know where he to be honest would even could even go that you could even sit back and say oh maybe you'll win a ring i mean he's like i don't see him in boston toronto i mean i think he's he might be fucked yeah well and there's i think there's ego problems the, the there is the rockets remember put what him carmelo in the, said when he first was going to go somewhere is Oh, there's no way I'd be coming off the bench. And yeah. I mean, that's what he does. So he's obviously not happy with that, probably. So either. the Rockets put him in, like, the team program as the sixth man. Like, like they listed him, like, as a starter, but that was his position, sixth man. When there was a guy on their team who literally won the sixth man award. Yeah, Eric Gordon. <laughs> it's like, that's how much they're, they're willing to go to try to, like, protect his ego. Make him happy, yeah. It's, like, it's embarrassing. Well, anyway, I'd like to shift uh, to the NFL. Where a couple weeks ago, I was looking at the NFL schedule, and I saw Chiefs at Rams. This was probably three, four weeks ago, and I said, wow, Big what game. a matchup. And that's in L.A., so I thought. That's in L.A., like, oh, and I texted my buddy who's a diehard Chiefs fan. I said, hey, you coming down for this? And he said, I would, but it's in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I, the whole time, all I said was, Mexico doesn't deserve this game. This yeah. is the Chiefs. This is the Rams. They're both, what, 8-1? and one? 
Because yeah, I don't think they've I think had their buys Ram, yet. Rams are nine and one. Chiefs I think are Chiefs are nine and one too because they said they haven't had their buys yet. Oh, okay, yeah. Because they were talking about other scenarios. For, so mm-hmm. they're both nine and one. They're the two most. Uh, yeah, probably the two most electric offenses. I mean, it depends if you want to throw the Saints in there or not. Yeah, I think you'd say all three of them are just high. Yeah, they're there. Yeah, exactly. Way. So they're two of the top three electric offenses in the NFL. And it's like, wow, why does Mexico get that game? That game is in our backyard if it's in L.A. Like, we Wait, could go to it. We do have to tell the, the fans. Rams might not be the most electric offense anymore. Cooper oh, Cup Cooper is Cup. out for the season. Yes. It's the saddest thing. He's white. His name's Cooper Cup. It's a it's a tragedy that he's out. But no, honestly, he's a, he's a good player. That was a great find for that team. It was. But uh, he's a, he's the, the type NFL. of guy too that you would expect on Green. I mean, on uh, New England. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yes, he's uh the two of the electric most electric and offenses. They're fine. I'm I'm yeah. joking. They're they're still great. So two of the most electric offenses. We deserved this game. So I get a text from my buddy this morning, the big Chiefs fan, and he says, "Hey." Apparently, they're talking about moving the game to L.A. because the fields are so bad. And he's like, if that's the case, I'm flying out Sunday instead of Wednesday, and let's go to the game. And I said, all right, I mean, maybe let me know. Now, as you know, as my followers should know, I play softball on Mondays. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think maybe I could yeah, skip could a game for a matchup like this. So, anyway, I uh, he sent me a picture of, I guess, where he found it on Twitter somewhere of what the field looked like. And uh, it looked bad. Isn't it thanks no. to Shakira? So that's the thing is I really? guess they <laughs> just had a concert there. So they were saying it's from the soccer games, but it's also like – but they have soccer games all the time. It was the con- yeah. concert, I guess, is what really screwed it up. But it's like in that situation, you're about to bring in the premier matchup of the entire season so far, and you fucked it up. So now, long story short, they can't play. The game is coming to L.A., uh, which is like – but we, like we were saying earlier, I feel bad for the people that bet on – maybe bet on the – Chiefs earlier on because you're getting a much much better number now because they say home fields were three. I don't know exactly what the spread was when it was supposed to be in Mexico. Although, to be fair, there are going to be more Chiefs fans at the Coliseum than there are in Mexico. I get that, but it's still the home. It's it's still still more of the home situation, though, thing about not having to travel. You sleep in your own beds. You don't worry about a hotel stuff. You know, you don't have to. Also, this is kind of. A side story, but I read a story last weekend about how both teams requested to play in Denver the week before because Mexico City has a higher altitude than any so any city. And that was the thing is the Rams traveled to Colorado to practice yeah. this week. That was going to be their plan before going to this game in Mexico, but ended up uh, not happening. The game is going to be in L.A. So yeah. And the good thing for these teams is they found out early in the week the game's not till Monday. Nothing should be skewed by all this. You know, everything should be fine and well-prepared. So that's good. That's exciting because I thought this game did deserve to be in Los Angeles. This is a big matchup. This seems like a perfect game for Monday Night Football in L.A. This is probably going to be – because I always would say, like, Monday Night Football used to be, like, the game of the week. Everyone would get excited. People go out, watch Monday Night Football. Just not the case anymore. I mean, this past Monday we had – yesterday we had Giants and Niners. Yeah, I think the Monday night match has been worse than the Thursday night this year. Yeah, I would Strange. I would agree with that, actually. We've had some decent Thursday that, night matchups. That, uh, the Rams did play a Thursday night uh, in the Coliseum. It looked really nice against the Vikings earlier this year. That was a really fun yeah, game. Yeah, and the Steelers and Panthers was supposed to be a good game. Yeah. And speaking of the Steelers – good good game for you. <laughs> speaking of the Steelers, Le'Veon Bell officially not yeah. going to play this season. Did not sign by the deadline – and all I can say, being a Steeler fan, is thank God, as I predicted, 
that James Conner has torn it up this year. I remember what I kept saying at the beginning of the year. I said, who did the Steelers turn into a all-pro-looking running back for a month, two years ago? D'Angelo Williams, right when his career yeah. was kind of like at the end. James Conner's looked good. Steelers are starting to pick it up. And I think this hopefully will help them that now the distraction is finally over. He's not playing. It's over. There's no more seesawing around of, is he coming? Is he not? Is he going to report here? Is he going to report there? He's sending all these weird Instagram posts, these tweets that are so misleading. Like, what does it mean? And it's it's done. He's not playing. Yeah. I think it's crazy that they, they said, if he just played, he would have got $15 million this year when you think of it that way. Yeah. He's going for a long-term contract, but this t- at this point, he's lost a whole year on his prime where what is a long-term contract for a running back who is, what, 27 or something now? Maybe 28? Like, four years, so he just wasted 20% of his of the long-term value there. I, I don't know if it, it was a smart move. He, if he went and signed and still got paid $8 million this year, like, it's like, oh, that maybe have, might have been the smart move, but now just losing all of that and... I don't know what team is going to be like desperate enough to give him a big deal. Like who who needs a running back enough? And here's and they my think thing: they have the cap room and all that stuff. Like, here's my thing also: is running backs is like, uh, or it's like, uh, what was I say? Like you only have a small timetable, so yeah. running backs go extinct quicker than any other position in the league. You usually have like a lot of the great ones even have. Three, four, five years. Three, four, five years of dominating, and then they slowly fade into the abyss. Unless you're Frank Gore, who's been like above average for four exactly. straight years. That's the anomaly. But still, even he's under the radar, though. You don't ever, whenever he's on, like you know, he's never in your top ten to draft in fantasy usually. Yeah. But so I'm just saying, Le'Veon Bell missed an entire year. This is gonna end up. He's gonna be going into like his sixth year now. I feel like, because I feel like this would have been his fifth. I'm just kind of throwing sure, that out yeah. there, but around uh, that range yeah I'm, we'll, we'll go with that you know we're winging it here but we'll just say that so uh, i don't know it'll be interesting to see where he ends up and i'm curious to see how good he'll be wherever he goes because steelers are great they make running backs good they're a good program that you know they that's why they've had only three head coaches in the last like 40 years because they keep their guys around so what if he goes to the ravens um, Will that make you? Really that would play? be interesting if he did go in the division. And the Ravens are a team, honestly, he could go to because they don't they have, don't have a, back. a star back. The Ravens, you know, the Bills seem like they're struggling with McCoy there. The 49ers. And there's a lot of good places he could go and help. And, I mean, I'll still root for him. I mean, I, I have his jersey at home. But, I mean, I mean, I don't have anything against him. I, I'm just, just kind of bummed to know that he's not going to play in a Steeler jersey again. Because, I mean, I do like James Conner, but Le'Veon Bell was just a different athlete. Like, I always yeah. remember, I hate to bring this up, but when he did the walk-off wildcat play, Oh, I like the two-yard line against the Chargers yeah. when he just fucking dove up. And, but you know what? <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, in the NFL, you get your players for a few years, really. Then they're gone. <clears throat> Unless you're Tom Brady. Like, it's like, you know, a lot of your star players have a short prime. So, it will always be, like, he'll be an all-time great stealer, even if it was only a short period and had yeah. no Super Bowls. But who's going to remember that? Better than Willie Parker, I'll say that. <laughs> well, Willie Parker, I think he still has the record for the longest rushing touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's against Seattle. Against, I don't even know. It wasn't against Seattle. That was when they had Bettis. It was against uh, Arizona. Really? Or he, he, he played against Seattle. Did he? He, he was the backup, but he played. He might have Seattle. actually might have been against Seattle then. Yeah. Because I don't recall him doing that against Arizona. 
I don't know, a lot of points in that game, but we don't need yeah. to talk about Steelers Super Bowl. No, we don't, even though we should. So, uh, is there any other NFL news or? Um, no one else got fired this week. Nothing crazy. Just the Bengals defensive coordinator, but no, that was defensive <laughs> coordinator. Who cares? Yeah. Um, well, what else did we? Oh, I guess we could uh, just briefly, just because it's local, talk a little of the baseball news. Our yeah. Anaheim uh, Angel or Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, two-way player got the MVP, Shohei Otani. Yeah. And I think it was between him and Ahar and Torres. And I guess from of the Yankees. And I guess from what I was hearing on Twitter is everybody, a lot of people were upset, saying it should have been one of those two guys. Should have been one of those two guys, but fuck him. Uh, the uh, Otani pitched also. I think that's what we sometimes forget with that is he yeah. had a decent hitting season. He hit over 20 home runs, batted, you know, whatever he batted. But that was coming from a guy that didn't play all the time. But the biggest thing is his pitching was phenomenal. Before he got hurt, he was yeah. I think he threw still he threw still threw over fifty innings. Yeah. So he had like basically like a re, he was like a relief pitcher and a hitter at the same time. He yeah, played, he was he, a stud pitcher still. He he was an everyday hitter two thirds of the season and got as much innings as like a reliever. So that's a pretty good season. Yeah, I agree. And it's only going to get better, or maybe You'd not next so. year. You'd hope so. But because he won't pitch it all next year still too. Yeah, but the year hit. after that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just wanted to briefly talk about that. Yeah, baseball, the, the awards have been weird. The other they're... awards, I think, were in the NL, Acuna Jr. got MVP. I mean, uh, a, a rookie of the year, yeah. which I completely agreed with because during the season I would hear, oh, it's going to be between him and Soto. And a lot of these guys were saying Soto. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys watching? Acuna Jr., first off, has played like the entire season. Soto came up in like July. I was like, also, No. Acuna Jr. is more valuable, in my opinion, than Soto. So I'm happy Acuna Jr. won, and it was well-deserved. He had a great season. It's also the fact that he got the Braves into the playoffs, a team that nobody expected to win that division and be in the playoffs. So definitely kudos to Acuna Jr. He's an exciting player, and he's he's got a bright future ahead of him. The third guy uh, in rookie year of the voting pitched a really good six innings in the World Series. Oh, Bueller? Yeah. (laughs) So I'm happy with that. Dodgers always have someone in the rookie of the year race, yeah. it seems like. That's true. Uh, so I think that that's it for baseball. I mean, do we uh, – we could, we could tease – that there will be more to talk about baseball. This okay, offseason yeah, is supposed to be – I don't even want to get into – Really fun with the uh, Bryce Harper and Machado. Could each get like $400 million contracts. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about what that when that happens, which – Yes. <laughs> I don't know when that's a couple weeks, few weeks, when it really starts to – People start signing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, but uh, it's usually I say like right after Thanksgiving. I'm gonna yeah. Say. Well, uh, college the rankings came out again today. If we wanted to briefly jump on that, it's nothing happened. Nothing's crazy. Alabama still one. Clemson still two. Uh, Notre Dame three and Michigan four. Georgia looked good this week, but are they gonna get back in? Probably not. Yeah, I heard someone say it would be like Armageddon if uh, Georgia beat Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> and that's in what next week? Or two weeks? I think that's that's December 2nd or something. Okay, and that's in a couple weeks. But I'm pretty yeah. sure on Black Friday... Oh, that's what I want to talk about really quick, too. Black Friday. On Black Friday, November 23rd, we have the big golf matchup. I know Bobby's excited. Oh, yeah, excited. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm Woods, ready for that. Woods versus Mickelson. Now, the thing is, is it is on pay-per-view. 
Yeah, but it's like 20 bucks. I was going to say, yeah, it's not going to be expensive. Yeah. It's it's through like um, SB Nation or something. So this is just one game, right? I was yeah. thinking about this. nine holes or eighteen. I think it's one it, round. Yeah, that's the, something like no one ever really thinks about. But it's all golf's always you know a whole yeah. weekend of yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be completely different. Like you're used to seeing a winner being well, like fifteen under and shit like that. Because it's match play, right? Yeah. Or is it? Or is it? Is it? I think it's just Woods versus Mick. Yeah, I think it's just straight up. Yeah, it's, it's not just, like a. It's not like the. It's the like they're going head to head for eighteen holes. I mean, you know how like um. When there's a tie in certain tournaments, you don't oh, play the extra well, 18. Well, if there's play. a tie, they'll do what they do in any yeah. tournament. They'll have a playoff. You know, yeah. you'll go to a certain hole and play that hole. Or... Yeah, you have to hit it through the uh, radio tower that fell onto the green. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'll tell people this right now. I don't know exactly what the odds have been. I've been refreshing a lot to check out when I can actually bet on it. And I will tell people right now, I'll give you a little inside. My bets, uh, I'm going to be betting on Mickelson. He, yeah. Is he a big underdog because I don't think he's going to be a big underdog but I know he's going to be an underdog because yeah. Woods is obviously the better golfer and on top of that Woods is better more year. of a public golfer so a lot of people are fans of Tiger so they're just going to pour money on Tiger and I'm thinking Mickelson I'm hoping he can get up to at least 2 to 1 maybe even more That's what I was thinking it's got to be And I'm excited for that because Mickelson's a great golfer also but also Mickelson's got a, more of a gambling Mentality, I think, than Woods. Did like you, he's going to show up for this. He uh, sat in on a NBA game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he sat in with the announcers because it's going to be SB Nation's owned by Turner, so it's like the whole thing. So it's going to be streamed through them. So it's Turner that's actually you're paying. So they're basically an advertisement for it. But Phil Mickelson, like, absolutely knew his shit. It was like some random Phoenix game because he lives in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just like knew he knew so much about basketball, and he was talking about um, how he's going to be uh, betting every hole with Tiger. Like it's like f- <laughs> fifty G's of every hole or something. I, I saw that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, but they said the reason he knows so much about basketball is that he's a gambler. Remember, he got caught for insider trading. Yeah, exactly. That, he's a I gambler. Was, so I was going to get to that point. Is he did get caught for insider trading? So he's just no. He's a risky guy. People show up to this. Like let's say I was shooting three a three-point contest with somebody and it was just for shits but then if someone was like hey let's bet you know 500 bucks on this i would want to bring it i got a gambling mentality too personality it's like i it's just what it is and it's i i'm a so i'm just gonna back him it's the value also mickelson especially like you said being a gambling guy he's gonna know that he's two to one or something like that and he knows he can win this so i i just I just, for whatever reason, I have, I just don't see Mickelson losing. I don't know why. And I think just the value, everything else, it's just going to be great. Yeah, I want to see the odds. I, I'm, I'd be worried that it's uh, going to be kind of like that Mayweather-McGregor <laughs> thing where, like, everyone was rooting for the underdog so much. Yeah. Because the favorite was so established that they're going to, like, lose sight of why the guy should be the favorite. But, but yeah, I'm, two to one, that's – I don't see a problem with that because it's also – it's one round of golf. It's not. It's not seventy-two holes. Anything can happen. It's not. You can exactly. get hit by a beetle. So, yeah, random guys win big tournaments all the time. And Mick- Mickelson's a good golfer too. So I mean, and with me, like I said right now, it's just the value. I mean, if the fact that I'm assuming, I'm assuming Mickelson's gonna be. I know for sure he's an underdog, but I'm assuming it's gonna be like around plus one sixty, plus one eighty, and then maybe even two to one and higher. And I, it's just gonna be too good in my opinion to pass up. He's a good golfer. He's a good that stuff but 
We'll see. I mean, I'm excited just to watch it regardless because we've no one's ever seen anything like this before. Mm-mm. Yeah. Just a pay-per-view one-on-one golf thing. Two of the more popular golfers over the past 15 years. So longer than that. Yeah, 15 years plus. It's been yeah. 20 for those guys now. Yeah, it's true. But anyway, I uh, I don't have a. Anything else that I don't think I really to talk I about? We covered the entire world of sports. The entire yes, world of it. All right. Well, that's been a solid episode 84 of our sports podcast. You first-timers, make sure you hit that subscribe button and tell your friends. And uh, make sure you check out our entertainment podcast. But you've been listening to episode 84. I'm Sean, and we'll see you on the next one.